How's it going? I am living the quarantine dream. How are you doing? You know, that is kind of a different dream for us all, isn't it? It, it is. And, and as we discussed on one of our many work calls uh, earlier this week, nightmares are a kind of dream. So. They are. They are. And, uh, you, you know, um, none of this stuff uh, with the quarantine and the coronavirus is, uh, is good. But um, I think uh, we're starting to adapt pretty well. At least we are. I don't know about all those uh, churches in Kentucky that plan on holding uh, Easter services that might uh, cause some problems. But why don't we introduce our guest before we talk about uh, that? Yeah, we have a, another guest this episode, which is very exciting. Um, so uh, for the third for time. The unofficial third time, or, or I guess official. Th- I don't know how we're going to denote that since... Uh, the last time we attempted to quarantine record, it got all fucked up and we had to scrap it. But Mitch is back. Hey, Mitch. Glad to have hey. you. Hey, Mark. Glad to be here. And uh, in fairness, the uh, the lost episode, we'll call it. I think Mitch is, is officially the third, the first third time guest. And he was really the first second time guest, but he he shared that honor with somebody who dishonored us on the lost episode yeah that's true. that's true we we had chris back um also for a second time although i believe you asked mitch first before you asked chris yeah so priorities but uh to, to put it Simply because I don't think there's any need to to beat around the bush. Chris completely fucked up the episode, and uh, there was there was really no saving the mess he created with his inability to, you know, fucking pick an audio source and stick with it. So. Well, but it was even more than that. So so you know we're we're kind of soft on our times. Like today, I said eh, five ish, and you know I was I was on here. I saw. Uh, I think you, John, had dropped into the the Discord or maybe Mitch, and I didn't have my audio on and uh, had dropped out. And, and uh, you know, everybody was responsible adults, and we're all sitting in front of our microphones and, and such. And um, Chris, on the other hand, wasn't at home at the 6 o'clock time we started. Was it Kroger's or something like that? And then um, needed to cook dinner on the grill, had a date, didn't have his headset figured out, even though I reminded him the importance of having good audio and make sure he had a wired headset. Anybody else, you know, you can use Bluetooth headsets. But for Chris, I knew I needed to say wired headset. And uh, he didn't have time. He didn't have the equipment. And then every time his headset fucked up, it kicked us offline. Yeah. So we ended up with like four files per person and they were all different lengths. It was... uh... It was a mess, and I, I really liked, too, that right when we wanted to start recording and he was nowhere to be seen, um, which was already kind of a tumultuous ordeal. It was our first remote recording session we were attempting. I, I sent a text to um, 
a uh, a signal chat that you know all of us are a part of and i'm like chris where are you and his response was something like sorry and that was it it wasn't like i'm not gonna make it it wasn't hey can you guys wait i'll be five more minutes it was just sorry so we started the episode and then he comes in after like 15 minutes and just sort of appears because you know there was no way for us to uh prevent him from joining in the uh the the software that we were using so once he had the link he could just get in there and, and continue to destroy the entire episode so yeah it was uh, it was a dumpster fire for sure um real quick i don't mean to interrupt shitting on chris i would never <laughs> intentionally do that but i just want some clarification you said you sent uh that where are you message to a, a signal group chat yeah that uh, would be do you know which one that is yeah that would be the signal group chat that our coworker plums is not a part of um so and you're sure that's the chat that plums is not a part of exactly yeah okay. it's it's the chat that has like basically all of us at work except for plums so if plums is listening be aware that's the chat that you are not in and you know I'm glad what? we could clarify. I think Mitch just on that note became a podcast professional. He, he, he did. Just, he just he he manned up and and nailed that. It's it's all about throwing shade at the right people at the right time. And luckily for us, I think it's pretty easy for us to be professional because it's always the right time to throw shade at both Chris and Plums. So and it's the, true. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to Mitch the when you join us for the fourth time, which will be long before Chris is invited back for a third time. I'm thinking we're going to invite Chris back for a third visit the second Tuesday of next week. <laughs> I, in all seriousness, I don't think we'll have Chris back for an episode um, until we sort of resume the ability to do in-person recordings where he doesn't have any responsibility other than like wearing the headset and talking into the microphone um beyond that i don't i don't know if we can trust him to not ruin another episode and that involves him talking into the microphone which might be too much responsibility that is a struggle for him historically um speaking into the mic is a tricky thing it's pretty complicated i mean you just have to speak into the microphone i mean that's that's a lot of responsibility <laughs> It, it's true. It's true. But, uh, you know, a lot of people seem to struggle with it, uh, you know, and Norwin, if he's listening, had some difficulty in his episode that he joined us for. That's true. Also speaking into the mic. So I'm not sure why it's such a struggle, but uh, for many people, talking to the mic is a bit of a struggle. So uh, why don't we cover what we're drinking tonight and then uh, back into what we were drinking last week, because uh, I think all three of us uh, had good brews last week. And 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 Mitch seems to always pick a beer that has a social conscience of some type. So, uh, Mitch, what are you drinking tonight? Tonight I am drinking the High Grain Brewery. It's in uh, Silverton, Ohio. It's a neighborhood uh, just outside of downtown Cincinnati. It's their Lil Joey. It's an Australian pale ale. And this has been brewed and is being sold um, on tap in four-pack uh, pint cans. And it's pretty cool. It's their Australian pale ale. And what that is is it's a... It's a beer they're selling with 25% of the profits going to 
uh, a couple different charities in Australia that are working to benefit the fire departments and wildlife rescue agencies down in Australia during these wildfires that they've experienced this past summer of theirs. We're heading into spring here in the U.S., but for them, they're just coming out of summer and some really bad wildfires. You know, I feel bad about uh, my beer choices if if we keep having Mitch on and he keeps <laughs> getting all these uh, social causes. I know what the shit is going on. John I, just, I can't John and I are just trying yeah. to support uh, breweries so that they don't uh, close up. So, so what are you I drinking, John? I ser- I may as well be drinking like a Coors Light or something compared to Mitch here. My my beer is good. I'm I'm supporting the local economy. So uh, today I am drinking Wrapped in Awe, which is a New England pale ale from Braxton. Um, given my lack of willingness to drive anywhere far away and uh, my you know so limited exposure to other places uh basically most of my beer purchases just come from braxton so um i seriously have probably seven or eight different types of braxton beer in my fridge right now so the the longer this quarantine continues to go uh the longer you will see me develop a streak of always consuming braxton beer on a recording so braxton and i have to say i am actually a bit jealous of you right now john when I tried to buy the wrapped in all, I went into the brewery towards the beginning of the quarantine and they were sold out of wrapped in all and I have yet to see it repopulate in their store. So I was, you got it a day or two before I went and I was unable to. So now I have to watch you drink it and be jealous. Yeah, it was um, actually this is the I still had four wrapped in Oz in my fridge and I only bought the one four pack of it. Uh, so this is actually the first one I had since I did that. But yeah, this was basically right after they started opening for uh, carry out beer. Once everyone kind of realized this is not going to be a, a week or two thing, it's going to be longer. Um so I, I think I bought it was during the basically like the fire sale where they were really worried that all of the cans of beer they would normally sell in the tap room would end up going bad. And so they were also dirt cheap. I think it was like six bucks uh, for this four pack. But no, you're definitely right. I really enjoy wrapped in all, but I have not seen it come back in stock. So um, I will savor it and uh, try my best since we do have video running so we can see each other while we do the remote recording. I'll do my best to like really show it off in front of the camera for you every time I take a sip. <laughs> how about uh, how about you, Mark? What are what are you drinking today? Uh, so interesting. So I am having uh, I've had this for a little while in my refrigerator and uh, because we work near Braxton, I uh, I have the. Uh, <laughs> Uh, raspberry milkshake uh, IPA from uh, from Braxton Labs. <laughs> uh, John just gave me the universal sign that we give uh, Chris and Norwin because I turned my head to look at my beer, right? So what that universal sign was? I wasn't giving anyone a universal sign. That was Mitch. Oh, okay. No, that was me uh, flipping yeah. John off because he was holding up and waving his wrapped in all can in front of his camera oh so, I would, so my my audio was just fine it, that wasn't the the uh the dick sucking uh signal we use when you're not talking into the microphone no no that wasn't it at all basically to since mitch mentioned he was jealous um i, I i'm sure you guys may 
might remember these. I was doing my best to take a sip of the beer and then uh, pretend I was one of those people on those like old herbal essences commercials, you know, where they're like washing their hair in the shower and it's yeah, like an orgasmic yeah. experience. That's it was, was yeah. yeah, that was that. <laughs> and if anyone's going to be doing that uh, impression, I'm surprised it was you and not me. I know you've got the hair for it. Um, my hair, though, is is sadly completely out of control at this point. Will continue to get worse <laughs> since yeah, uh, no, nowhere's open to nowhere's open to cut it, and uh, I needed it cut before the quarantine started. So it's going to get pretty interesting. So um, I'm getting ready to check in. I've had this several times: the raspberry milkshake IPA. <clears throat> I always check it in at uh, my neighbor, somebody for some reason, one of their underage kids likely added to untap the Garnet pool. And so I always check in at the Garnet pool, but untapped has added since last weekend when we were drinking a, uh, an option that says drinking at home, which is pretty cool. Ah, that's nice. I like that. Yeah. Uh, I'm still going to check into the neighbor's pool. Yeah, but still, you know, that's that's cool. That's cool since you should be drinking at home. Jenny uh, uh, works with the neighbor. He is also a funeral director. And at some point, I'm going to he's going to have enough check ins and I'm going to say, what the hell goes on at your pool? I mean, there's there's people there drinking all the time, even in the winter. It's weird. So, um, so speaking of, uh, of hair and then we'll, uh, we'll go over what we had last week. Cause once again, uh, Mitch picked a, uh, a special, uh, socially redeeming, uh, beer and you and I just, just drank, uh, uh, small beer from, uh, the Covington area. But, um, unlike, uh, you, John, I'm not sure Mitch ever gets a haircut, but unlike you, you, you uh, you change your style reasonably frequent frequently and and I'm feeling for you, but uh, I'd had enough and so uh, Jenny, who's a funeral director, grabbed uh, some uh, clippers from the office, which they sometimes use on dead people, and uh, she cut my hair for me uh, last weekend. That's. I, I don't know how I would feel about that. Um, we, we sat outside in the side yard and people went by and started laughing. I'm holding a <laughs> towel around me and uh, and she's just burring my haircut. As you can see, I don't have bangs or anything, uh, oh, which, yeah. is not, which is not a problem. But uh, I wasn't happy with the length on the side. It was too long, so everything was the same length. So we used my goatee trimmer uh last night and uh buzzed down the sides a little uh, a little smaller so uh it's a quarantine haircut and uh you know i uh i go to these cool guys craig the barber in case you're listening and uh i'll keep coming back craig but uh holy crap she did uh she did a decent job for uh she usually just works on dead people <laughs> Oh, I used to having to cut hair on somebody who's alive and kicking. Huh? That's yeah. And she did say, don't move a couple of times. <laughs> I'm surprised. Uh, actually, I'm not. I don't. I don't. I was going to say I'm surprised you were like sitting upright for it. But then I'm like, I don't know how she cuts the hair when people are dead. And then I'm like, I don't actually want to know the answer to that question. So I'm just going to let that line of Considering... inquiry die and say I'm, I'm glad your haircut turned out really well, Mark. 
I do have, uh, I actually have a set of clippers. When I was keeping my hair really short, I would just usually hack it all off myself, um, which is pretty simple to do if you're keeping it really short and you just use like a little guard or whatever. But um, I haven't reached the point yet of wanting to go back to having it all just completely gone. Um, so instead, it's I think it's about the longest that it's ever been for me. Um, it gets kind of wavy when it gets longer. Uh, when I get out of the shower and it's like damp, it is like down over my eyes. Uh, I can see that right now, but uh, so yeah. So John, it seems to me like the last time you changed styles and you were shaved close, you also had a uh, long beard. Am I misremembering that? Uh, yeah, there's been a few in between there. Uh, I had done, I went from sort of like my current style, uh, with a, well, yeah, I went from shaved close head to beard that hadn't been trimmed in about two years. Uh, it was pretty long, like halfway down my chest. Uh, from there, I went to a style similar to my current one with a shorter beard. Uh, then I went to the mustache. Uh, oh, then and, I went and, and, and what did you Google when you had the mustache? Oh shit. What? Um, I, I can't remember what his name is now. So, um, so, so I texted John and said, you look like this guy. And, and then I didn't realize John, John Holmes. John is Holmes. that it? Was it John yeah. Holmes? Yeah. And I'm, I am at country boy brewery in Georgetown when Mark texts me this and he's like, dude, you look like John Holmes. And I was like, I have absolutely no idea who that is. So I'm sitting on my phone at the bar. It's It was like a Sunday afternoon and there's like people all around and I'm just like, just Google on my phone, John Holmes. And of course, you know, if you're like me and you have no idea who John Holmes was, uh, he was a male porn star. So um, I was the guy sitting at the bar at Country Boy in Georgetown Googling male porn stars, which is pretty cool. Um, yep. You know, I, I distinctly remember the night that uh, I did the mustache for the first time. I was actually helping somebody I was dating move at the time. And I got back home, uh, trimmed it off, went to the mustache. And then uh, right after I did that, Brandy texted me and was like, hey, my dad and I are going to go over to Country Boy if you want to meet us. And I'm like, oh, boy. Let's just rip off the Band-Aid, right? Uh, so I go to Country Boy. Uh, Brandy and her dad are standing at the bar trying to figure out what to order. So I come up next to Brandy and I like tap her on the shoulder. She looks at me and she laughs for 45 seconds straight. She will claim that was a shorter length of time. I contend that my story is accurate. She lasts for 45 seconds straight. And once she can finally compose herself enough to talk, she says, you look like Ned Flanders. I can see that. <laughs> and I was just like, wow, that is ice cold. So, um, But anyway, to loop it back to the original story, I flip-flopped back and forth between um, the shorter beard, the mustache, longer hair, completely buzzed off hair uh, a few times. Uh, since I had the humongous beard, it's been a while. I've always uh, been interested that that John is is really like a chameleon. I mean, he he changes his personal style so frequently that that like I'm always waiting till the next time to see what the next thing is. So I think that's yeah. cool. I don't know. It's just usually I just 
like drop of a hat, I will get tired of what I'm doing and decide to do something different. So uh, the only thing, and I've done it a couple times since I had the huge beard, but very infrequently, um, I almost never go clean shaven because I legit look like I'm about 14 years old if I do that. So I try my best to avoid that. And you already get carded, even though you're headed towards your mid thirties, almost every time we go out drinking. Yes, this is also correct. <laughs> so, so the uh, the amount of times I get carded uh, goes up significantly, though, if I am clean shaven. Uh, on the flip side, if I have the mustache, the number of times people refer to me as sir when I go out places increases dramatically as well. Ah, well, that's that's, yeah. that's a nice it, side effect of that. Apparently, I look older or something with the mustache. I have no idea. So, uh, Mitch, we'll circle back around to what you had last week and on the lost episode that Chris ruined for us. But I thought you all would <laughs> uh, would be amused. So I just checked in my uh, raspberry milkshake on uh, on Untapped, and uh, there's a user that's requested to be my friend on uh, Untapped. It is Ale A L E. Earnhardt Jr. Oh, I like it. That's pretty good. <laughs> so I am going to have to look at their profile and just see what the heck is going on. But Mitch, why don't yep. you uh, shame us from last week and uh, repeat uh, uh, what you had? For sure. Absolutely. At, um last weekend, I had the Streetside Breweries Hazy Pale Ale. Who's a good beer? Now that is a uh, another beer that was brewed to benefit some uh, some local charities. Both High Grain and Street Side are local Cincinnati breweries, and the Who's a Good Beer will benefit a couple different animal rescues in the greater Cincinnati area. Uh, it benefits the Ohio Alley Cat re- uh, Rescue as well as Save the Animals Foundation, and that one strikes. Um, close to home for me. I have a, a dog as well. She's about seven and a half, and I rescued her when she was two from Save the Animals Foundation. So being able to to give back a little bit, help them out, is something I am all for doing. And really, you're benefiting local charities as well as the brewery themselves. So really, it's the whole two birds, one stone, or or two causes one beer, as I as I like to say. And I think I mentioned last week that uh, Jenny and I have been there twice during one of the the uh, fundraisers for uh, some of the adoption stuff. Streetside really does a good job of that, and and uh, are it's an extra cool place to hang out because of that. The two times that we yep. were there, they had. Uh, they had a bunch of dogs in there that were available for adoption. And, uh, you know, we were both like we, we've we rescued uh, our dog and, and our previous dog as well. But uh, we were both like, uh, you think you think two, two dogs is just as easy as one dog? Um, we have both resisted that. But uh, yeah. Yeah, it was when I went down to get the beer, I actually made the walk rather than driving down. It's a good form of exercise during uh, social isolation here in the quarantine period. But I decided to go for a walk and bring Dove with me. So if I'm going to get the beer, Dove's going to go with me. So uh, before we, we switch over to you, John, to see what you had last week, Mitch, I... Uh... I got word from the uh, the CEO of our company that 
that your all's conversation went well. He was just reaching out and just making sure everybody's cool during this time. And and uh, what was it you told him about uh, your situation with this quarantine time? I told him I was doing great. Uh, generally a uh, introvert, so I was doing good. And I actually I feel like he wasn't handling it as well as me. So I do think I might give him a call here next week just to check in on him. But also, we got a email that was sent out from marketing that asked us, you know, shirt sizes, like favorite colors and stuff like that. And just given the nature of our company, I told him I was surprised it didn't ask what our alcohol of choice was, whether that be bourbon for some of the Kentucky guys or local craft beer for others. And he said, oh, that's a good point. We should really add that. And he made a note that it is now legal to ship beer. And in some instances, you can get beer delivered from directly from breweries. So he said he was going to put a note down that Mitch was doing good, just needed beer. And and he shared that on a, uh, a leadership call, that, uh, that the best call he had had of all in the whole company was you and that you love this and and this was your your jam about not leaving the house but you needed to send beer and and oh that's funny yeah so it was extra extra cool that uh that that's the way that played out <laughs> i do take slight offense that uh, he said it was the best call he had in the whole company as i did not receive a call so uh, he shows me where I fall in the totem pole. Nah, he's still working around. Uh, he told me ah, uh, okay. he was going to spend a couple of weeks. We're going to be home for a while. He was going to spend a couple okay. of weeks uh, calling people. I had suggested that maybe he call people, and and uh, he's just working through it. But uh, but that was uh, uh, I chuckled to uh, no end when uh, I'm fine. I'm fine, boss. Just send beer. <laughs> Keep the beer flowing. We can keep working. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so John, what did you have last week, or what did we? Uh, have? Why don't you handle it for both of us? Yeah, I will do that. Uh, before I do that, though, I do have to share. I, I hopefully muted myself. Started laughing hysterically uh, while Mitch was sharing his last week's beer. Um, I had I had taken a photo of my setup with like the the microphone and then. Um, our, our call open where you see pictures of all of us. And I sent it to a few people on Snapchat and uh, Brandy, my, my co-host for the unusually pink podcast replied. And uh, for anyone who's not familiar with Mitch, uh, he does kind of look like Jesus. He's got the beard and the long hair and he has dressed as Jesus before. And Brandy replied and said, today's guest is Jesus. And we have just one question for him. It's what the fuck, bro. <laughs> we're in the middle of a global pandemic. So I just thought that was pretty hilarious. Uh, yes. Yeah, well, so to, uh, to answer, to answer her question, to answer what the fuck, I, I don't come back till tomorrow. So you have to wait another day. <laughs> oh, and there goes the lightning strike. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's, and, that's and, really good. And John, I hate to interrupt you on last week's beer, but I totally forgot to do this when we did this last weekend. And so I'm going to send something, but then you need to send a picture of your beer. Um, Fonium and I were texting last weekend before our podcast that Chris ruined. And he's like, I really miss 
all the day drinking that you and Fabry do and you guys harassing me with uh, pictures of your beer, it's been kind of lonely lately. And I said, oh, I'll take care of that. And I completely forgot about it. So uh, okay, I can uh, I can start day drinking more while working from home and I'll be sure to share all those pictures with him. I don't want Fonium to feel unloved, you know, and, and that a, would be certainly appropriate. Man. Yeah, he's a beautiful man and he should feel he should feel happy. And Fonium is a beautiful man. He may never listen to this episode, but I'm going to tell him after my picture leaves my phone uh, that uh, that we think he's a beautiful man and he should listen to our podcast. That uh, that lady over at the West Six Farm thought he was a beautiful man too. You know, I think if uh, if Mitch and Fonium, you know, went out drinking with us together, it might be a it might be a uh, contest as to which of them oh, had hair. This is true. This is true. He's got some good hair. Oh, I've got competition. Yeah. I don't know this Fonium yeah. fella, but I'd like he's, to meet him. Yeah, he's he's got he's got some good style. But yeah, it sounds uh, like it's uh, my kind of friend right there. So last time we tried to record before Chris ruined our recording, uh, Mark and I were both drinking the Braxton Salted Caramel Brown Ale with toasted coconut and vanilla. Uh, it was sort of a, a special release. Braxton's been doing a few of them. Uh, basically every week they've been doing one. Uh, this week they two where they do basically a really small batch beer from the Braxton Labs. Uh, they usually only make enough for one barrel, so they've got about 100 crowlers of it, and that's it. Um, this and was that's last week's enough. one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've had good luck so far getting mine. I, I don't know about you, but... <laughs> Yeah, it was um, it was fantastic. It was just a, a brown ale that you know had really great flavor. You really got the vanilla out of it. Uh, it was fantastic, and I think we raved over it pretty endlessly. Um, but then we that recording got lost. So thank you, Chris. Really appreciate that. Um, it was it was pretty hopping though. It went, I think it was nine minutes. It sold out in. Um, this week's was a special take on the Tiki Berliner. Uh, they called it Painkiller. I managed to snag one. And actually, I have I have three in my fridge right now because Chris got two and I picked his up for him. Uh, he actually bailed on picking them up today and he's going to come pick them up tomorrow, I guess. So That's my shocked I, look. I know, right? Um, if he doesn't come get them tomorrow, <laughs> I, I might just have to drink both of them. But I don't know. We'll see. But. Um, it, that one sold out in six minutes. And then this morning they had a special one that you were really gunning for more sold out. in was it two minutes, two minutes? It was, uh, not available, not available at 9am. It went available. I grabbed two of them. It was a, uh, blueberry pink guava smoothie, uh, kettle brewed sour, lots of, of, uh, fruit and, uh, 902 I tried to check out and uh it uh it said uh, out of stock. So uh interestingly John you let me know that uh they were or no Mitch was it you that let us know that they were changing their uh process? Yeah, I did. Uh they're going to be changing it. Uh, they're going to impose some limits on how much one person can order as well as adding 
um, a reservation when you add it to your cart because there's nothing more frustrating than adding it to your cart and then it getting sold out from underneath you while you're inputting credit card information or stuff like that. Yeah, I can't I can't type 320 words per second like John. So it took me a while to enter my Amex card, and in literally in that two minutes, it got taken away from me. Yep. When I woke up this morning, I figured that must have turned into a total shit show because uh, I got an email from them with what Mitch just said. Um, I woke up to an email that said, hey, we're going to look at some limits and we're going to add some reservations when you add it to your cart and whatnot. Um, then I was like, well, let me look at Twitter because normally they'll announce it on Twitter. Put a post up, says, hey, this beer is now available. And then they typically make a second tweet that says, okay, we sold out, and it's, you know, five minutes later or whatever. Uh, there was no it's sold out tweet today. And instead, the very next tweet after it's available is, hey, we're looking to make some changes to how this ordering process goes. And I was like, oh, boy. And then I opened uh, the signal thread. Again, that's the signal thread that Plums is not a part of. Uh, and I saw Mark's messages in there that, you know, tried to order it in in two minutes that was too slow and i got out of bed early um extra early if you are on eastern john time but uh, i got out of bed early <laughs> and uh i was uh, devastated because that kind of smoothie thing is my jam well the email did say that um i don't remember if it was that one or if it was the like weekly they've been sending a weekly sort of update email as well to everyone on the Braxton mailing list i got one last night i think it was uh that talked about how they've worked on some of their processes that makes producing those sorts of milkshake IPAs easier and so we'll probably be seeing a lot more of those coming on the horizon out of them so um, while it does suck that you were not able to get one, hopefully we'll have some additional ones coming that you can hopefully snag. So it seems like all of their special beers have been limited to 100 calories, which have all sold out in, in minutes. So, so yep. to me, that should tell them that they should uh, double or triple in, in these times for them to to stay solvent and, and, you know, financially in good shape and, and help their staff. It seems like they, uh, and they may, maybe ramping up their, uh, their production a little more than they have been. So one thing I noticed they did this week was they offered two this week. Usually they just have one up for sale on Thursday and then you can pick it up starting at noon on Friday. But this week they did one, uh, a release on Thursday and Friday. So rather than doubling or tripling the production of whichever one they choose, they might just start having more fun experimenting with different styles and then just offering more releases throughout the week in order to kind of maintain that income. Something that was interesting, though, on that notice saying that they'll be making changes to the way ordering works was they gave a couple of statistics for the current orders that they've had so far over the past few limited releases. No single person has ordered more than three crawlers, and the average is 1.7 per order. So more often than not, people are ordering two as opposed to one, which is interesting. Yeah, I, I personally, um, I, I ordered two one time uh, because I was getting one for Mark. 
Um, I've opted otherwise to only order one just because I saw how quickly they would go out. Um, even if I thought, man, it's really good, I can easily drink two plus crawlers of that. Um, given that the releases have been 100 crawlers and it's gone, I've I've tried to just order one unless I was getting one for somebody else to kind of spread the love. Obviously, they're not going to have any trouble selling those 100. So I figure, hey, you know, if somebody else can get one, that's awesome. Yeah, and I was uh, getting one for our buddy Sam. He and I talked last night and he was like, oh, I would really like one of those. So I haven't broken it to him yet that he's not getting one. Ah, uh, that that is that is a bummer, but uh, yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see this coming week, both uh, one what they release and two kind of how the ordering process goes. So, if anybody's keeping score at home, we are uh, thirty six point thirty thirty six minutes and thirty seven seconds in, and all we've talked about is uh, beer so far. Uh no, we've shit on Chris as well, and multiple plums. times. Yeah. And plums. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if we want to talk about some of the things we talked about last week, talk about uh, something new. But uh, in a minute, I'm going to need one of you to uh, talk more than I am because I'm going to need a second beer. Ah, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll take it over. I got you, fam. <laughs> so um, I've... Yeah, so kind of what we talked about last time that we might rehash here since chris so rudely destroyed our episode um it's just sort of some of the things we've been doing to attempt to stay sane during this quarantine period uh this past week was the fifth week of quarantine for us so that's a long time considering i previously only really like would sleep and shower in my apartment and that was about it i didn't spend any time here um so we kind of talked just about a lot of the things that we were doing to fill some of the free time that we suddenly had where we were captive in our homes um one of the kind of cool things that's come about is some companies really offering their services either for free or on the cheap to people who are stuck at home uh, many of them being different services that offer learning opportunities. So I've been trying my best to dedicate at least an hour uh, every day. Some days I succeed at that. Some days I go longer and some days I just veg out on the couch in front of the television and don't learn anything. But, you know, it's all about balance. But um, a couple of things that have really happened to stand out to me are some different trainings we've seen um, kind of become available hey, from John? a technology perspective. Yeah. Uh, before we get too deep into this, I just remembered we forgot something to oh. cover from last week still. It's, we, uh, we had another member of our podcast, and we have yet to talk about the beer that he was drinking. I don't remember what he was. What was he drinking? He never told us. He joined the podcast and the most important piece of a podcast, as we well know, is the beer. You, you know, you know, Mitch is right. We even did an episode about the most important part of a podcast is the beer. Although actually and, now I, I do remember he was drinking. Wasn't he drinking Hop Static? Hop Static from West Six? Or was that on one of, or was that on last week's uh 
I think uh, that was on our happy, happy hour, hour call. call. Okay, so I have no idea what he was drinking. And then I, I went and I could have mentioned that because I went and bought Hop Static last weekend on the uh, farm drive through. Ah. Well, so, I just wanted to take another, a quick moment to shit on Chris. Another <laughs> black mark on Chris's history of podcasting. That seems entirely, entirely fair. But, I mean, since he joined so late, I think we were past the beer by the time he actually hopped on. Yep. I don't he... believe we were, unless you're like talking about like one of the times that he rejoined due to the change of audio source on his end. Because I believe he joined in like five minutes into recording. It was 15. But we didn't start recording till like... 30 minutes after our planned meetup time. So we met up, kind of like got together, like talked like you would if we just like showed up at a room together, played with some settings on the software, and then we started recording a little while later. And it was not terribly long into the podcast, but I think we were still on beer. It was just significantly later than when we said to meet. Yeah, I think he was about 45 minutes late in total. (laughs) (laughs) just <laughs> pretty uh pretty pretty solid pretty on point but i'll let you go ahead and uh talk a little bit more about the specific resources that you have found to aid in your training and and learning in this time yeah just and just, moment to talk about that just general time killing as well <laughs> which is <laughs> Not insignificant, um, but yeah, there there have been some cool things. Uh, the two kind of notable ones from a, a learning perspective, I think, were uh, Pluralsight and Udemy. Um, both offer video trainings um, for primarily technical things, but often for just random skills as well. Uh, so for Udemy, for example, you sort of uh, you buy course packages. Packages are normally, you know, somewhere between 20 and 40 hours of video content, and they'll be normally two to 300 bucks. Uh, Udemy also does sort of in-person trainings, code boot camps, those sorts of things. Uh, a friend of mine actually went through one of those from Udemy um, and now works for Intel, so they're pretty legit training option i would say but um i got a few courses there one on network security um, a couple on full stack web development which i think could be useful for work but also it's just sort of a for fun thing but they expand way outside of that too i know uh brandy my aforementioned co-host for the unusually pink podcast ordered a couple trainings uh one of which was like a, a ukulele training so you can learn that sort of thing Plural site. Uh, oh, and and Udemy. I mentioned they're like two hundred to three hundred dollars for one of those packages. Normally, um, they've been on sale off and on during quarantine for about ten to fifteen bucks uh, per package. So it's one of those things where you check out and it's like, hey, you're saving ninety five percent on this course, which is pretty cool. Um, and once you buy those, you just log into their website and you can access all that content whenever you need to. Uh, Pluralsight is sort of similar. They've got tons and tons of video trainings for all sorts of topics. Um, again, mostly technical. They are a subscription service, though. So they're making their entire service free for the entire month of April. So if you make a brand new account, 
log into it, uh, any of their video trainings, you can kind of get in there and, and go through for April. And I've been really pleased with Pluralsight over the years. So I've I used them uh, before our last job, during our last job, and then uh, um, for a while I still had uh, kind of the subscription. So uh, I let it lapse, but uh, it's a good opportunity for me with some of my security certifications to, to knock that out uh, for this year since most of the conferences aren't going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know a lot of those certs, you have to do sort of like continuous learning to be able to re-up those. So definitely a good opportunity. Um, if you're in that sort of mode for video training, um, depending on the topic, I also really like eBooks for some learning, especially doing some different programming stuff. Uh, a lot of those vendors have also been having lots of specials. Um, I believe both No Starch Press and uh, Manning, both of whom are uh, publishers of of technical things. Uh, Manning, I think, is almost exclusively programming. No Starch Press is sort of a mix of programming and IT, sysadmin sorts of things. Uh, both of them have had sales that are just, you know, like there's either not even a code, you just get the discount or the discount is in a banner at the top of the page that you can't possibly miss, uh, having their entire library 50% off. Um, so Mark, I believe you and I both got the book from no starch that was on, um, uh, data mining, social media, uh, with Python, which I think is pretty cool. I know I got a, a couple of eBooks from Manning as well for some, um, systems programming languages. So yeah, lots... I started looking through that, uh, uh the other night. So, uh, I needed to, uh, I, I downloaded a bunch of stuff like that. And for some reason, uh, where I downloaded, it wasn't in my iCloud folder. So, uh, I set up a folder for uh, iPad media, dropped it in there and, uh, uh, started in on that book, uh, the other night, just kind of seeing where I want to, want to start trying some stuff. So, uh, Absolutely uh, good deals for sure. Yeah, I think I think that one was like 16 bucks or something after the discount. So and definitely it was a hard good to deal be. for its full price. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, uh, you know, kudos, kudos to all those companies, I think, for uh, making a lot of their resources accessible to people while everybody's stuck at home. So you can kind of make the most of it. I mean, I enjoy a good night of vegging front of the tv streaming shows and whatnot as much as the next person but sometimes i think to not feel like a total lump uh, it's it's good to have some extracurricular stuff to be doing there as well absolutely for sure so mitch did you uh, sign up for any classes yeah i signed up uh, when they were doing a sale back at the beginning of the month for a security class i have a I've got a background in networking and it's been, I don't want to say particularly like niche or niche, but it's been focused on that alone. And I haven't had a need professionally to dive into security, even though for years now I know I should have. So seeing this sale going on gave me a good opportunity to to grab a, a good training course for that and then start working through it. Good deal. Yeah. Yeah, those were uh, those were good opportunities for sure. I think we're going to see more as well. One of my favorite. I haven't seen any deals come in my inbox, but uh, 
I subscribe on and off again to lynda.com and they have some cool stuff across all the stuff the the techie stuff we do and the soft skills but they have some uh, interesting um audio video, video stuff that uh that I've been interested in and so I'm hoping maybe sometime during uh this time they uh they do a discount and I'll I'll maybe sign up for a few months of that as well is that the one that uh, did LinkedIn buy them or am LinkedIn I thinking of someone else? Yeah. Okay. Yep. They used to do regular deals. And since LinkedIn bought them, I really haven't seen many deals. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe Microsoft won't let them. Yeah, it could be. It could be. <laughs> so, uh, I know that, uh, that Mitch also has picked up some, uh, some, other uh, hobbies since uh, this uh, pandemic has started. Uh, Mitch, uh, you're you're an outdoorsman for sure, and mm-hmm. uh, we've talked about uh, maybe doing some uh, cycling related things. And uh, you just, I mean, y- you outdid yourself. You didn't go get a bike. You went and got bikes. That is true. I now have two bicycles in the garage neither of which I own. They are uh, both borrowed from a friend. Uh, Him and his girlfriend both ride her less frequently than him, but he has multiple bicycles. And I mentioned to him that, hey, I'd be, I'd be interested in like giving this a shot. And before dropping hundreds of dollars onto a halfway decent bike, I'd at least like to, you know, get out and ride a little bit. And he offered up one of his bikes. He said, I've got a road bike. You're more than welcome to use. He has a cyclocross bike that he prefers to use instead with the type of riding that he does now. So he's like, yeah, take the road bike. And he, he dropped it off. And the guy sat on it and it felt massively way too big. I was like, ah, I'll make it work. It'll give me a, a feel for cycling. And I have a background in hiking and backpacking. And I know from a, like, uh, intellectual standpoint, like I know the, there are different muscles used between cycling and hiking. And I didn't realize just how big of a difference that was till today. I got a second bike. Uh, it's actually his girlfriend's bike. And she, she rides pretty infrequently at this point. She used to ride more. But when he told her that I got his bike, she like turned and looked at him, like stopped what she was doing. And she's like, he has that bike. Like we're the same size. He's over six foot and the bike's a little big for him. So it's like, I'm, I'm smaller than him. And she's like, no, tell him, tell him he needs to stop by and get my bike. So I did. I stopped by, picked it up, took it out for a ride today. The first ride on a bicycle in probably a decade and a half, two decades. Haven't ridden since I was a child. The skills kind of came back. It was like, got on a bike, started pedaling and not too bad, but, um, I rode from my neighborhood into another one, and there's a few hills along the way. Nothing big, but a couple little ones. And the whole ride was spent trying to figure out gearing for the bicycle, like how to establish a good cadence for me, like what feels good for me. And I did about four miles, just round trip, just getting out and back. And I got back, and I was like, oh, that was rough. That is like entirely different leg muscles than what I'm used to using. 
and I've been running during this quarantine as well. And it's it's embarrassing to do a bicycle ride that is not any longer than your runs. <laughs> yeah. So um, so I'll be interesting if 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 you like to do this and and you want to think about a bike, we should when this stuff when we can get back out. We should try some different kinds because I would argue that in today's age, the road bike is the last thing you want to buy, that you want to buy something that's more versatile and more comfortable. But I think it's good to to get out on a road bike, at least if that's all you have access to, to say, hey, would I like to ride? Yeah, absolutely. It's, I did a, a little bit of reading online, watched a couple of different videos, different types of bikes, and I could see myself going for other bikes that might be a little more versatile. But I also like I'm an ultralight Graham Weenie backpacker and part of me likes uh, the technical like road bike advancements, but I'll never have enough money this summer to pay for the the super bikes that are out there. I'm no, sorry. And, what what, what word was them. that? What what word was that? Was that Graham Weenie? Yeah. Are you unfamiliar with that term? I I've never heard this before. In the cycling, we call them weight weenies, and and those are the 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 men and the women that want the lightest bike they can possibly have. And most of those people, by the way, are not felt like Mitch's. They're mostly people like me that if you wanted to lighten your bike, you could step away from the dinner table a few times a week. But <laughs> but they spend thousands and thousands of dollars lightening their bike and, and you know, getting them a titanium frame or titanium parts or all those sorts of things. I, on the other hand, am a functional guy, so I want to. I want all the things with me that make this a a comfortable ride. For example, Mitch, if we were to get on in Newtown and uh, do an overnighter and say stay in a bed and breakfast or a small uh, hotel or camp along Trailside, um, there's a brewery up in Yellow Springs, and I'm betting mm-hmm. because we both drink that we might want to bring some beer back. And and to be clear, as you start moving forward with a, a bike decision, I'm not carrying your fucking beer if you buy <laughs> an ultralight bike. I'm not buying I'm not carrying your fucking beer. So so you need to to think about how you would use it. And and you know you could you could do a hike and ride thing, but one of those ultralight bikes is not going to get you there. Yep, I've also seen where people just they do a their self shuttle when they jump on a river and paddle a kayak or canoe. They just strap the the bicycle down inside their canoe and they paddle down, tie the boat up at the end, ride the bicycle back to their car to get there significantly quicker than walking or running back. Grab the car, come down and load the boat on top of the car and off you go. You don't need someone else to give you a ride back. So that's another factor as well. What do I want to take out on the water? Because I've got a canoe and a whitewater kayak as well. Yeah, and if you but had it's, a, it's uh, funny. if you had a uh, a, a more uh, robust bike, um, you could actually uh, use a trailer and you could pull your uh, kayak or canoe behind the bike. Lots of people do that on the Little Miami Trail. 
Oh, that's interesting. I have yet to see that. Yeah. Yep. So, um, John, jump in here. But uh, uh, while if we're talking about beer on the Little Miami Trail at Newtown is not this the the southernmost point right now. It goes a little further south, so it may um, it may be close to the Mount Caramel Brewery. But right around the corner from Newtown, right across the street from the Newtown parking lot, <laughs> is a grocery store that only sells gas and beer and growlers of beer. And then you ride a little bit. It is bit. called it's called the Growler Stop. It is called the Growler Stop. I stop there frequently after a ride. And then if you just go down a half a mile, you can go to the left and you can go to 50 West. And then after you have a beer at 50 West, you can go on up the trail a little bit. And I believe the next brewery is going to be in Milford, which is going to be the Loveland or the Little Miami Brewery. Mm -hmm. And then on up in Loveland, we're going to get the uh, Narrow Path Brewery um, and Cappy's, which has, what, 15 or 20 taps of beer all the time? Yep. Yeah, they've got a lot of cappies, and they have a great selection of cans as well for you to carry out. And then if we keep going, I don't know what's in Xenia, but I bet there's stuff in Xenia. But if you go past Xenia to Yellow Springs, you go, can go to the Yellow Springs Brewery, which uh, Dave Chappelle hangs out at all the time because he lives in Yellow Springs. It, what I am hearing here, and John, correct me if I'm wrong, but what I'm hearing from Mark is we need to buy a tandem bicycle. I think that's a brilliant idea. You two should definitely do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell you, whoever's in the back of the tandem never pedals because I had one, and it's a bad idea. <laughs> they call those divorce <laughs> makers, by the way. Yeah, but you guys aren't married, so it's perfect. Can't get divorced if you're not married. Actually, I was thinking, John, you should ride on the back of Mitch's uh, tandem because he wants to build up his quads so that he can brag about his uh, his quads and his calves. And you could sit back there and just fucking drink. That, that would be basically the only way I would do it because uh, I, am, I am the antithesis of Mitch. Um, I have an extreme dislike of the outdoors so i i don't like hiking i don't really like biking i don't i don't like that stuff i don't want to be outside unless i'm just walking to actually go somewhere like i'm walking from where my parks to the bar or restaurant or whatnot that i'm headed to so um, i would definitely leave the the biking to you all that is not my gym all right. I think we've got a couple other friends that would be in for it. Um, I know William, uh, another friend and coworker of ours, is looking to buy a bicycle, and Mark has offered to keep an eye out for any good deals for him. And I know Chris has a bicycle, but he'd likely show up 45 minutes late to a ride, judging by last week's performance. And he would find some way to like fuck up the entire trip, and then you guys had to scrap <laughs> it and just give up. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a big risk to invite him along for sure. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, I did. I did think uh, about getting a bike when uh, when I moved up 
to uh, to northern Kentucky here a few months ago, um, where I ended up living, though. It would be about a 30 to 40 minute bike ride uh, from where my apartment is to the office, which how I would. Far, how far of a drive is that, John? Uh, it's about seven minutes drive. Damn, uh, all which, right, seven uh, minutes. Yeah, I like to point that out to Mark whenever possible because um, his his is like an hour plus at least. So I like to share with him that my commute is about seven minutes. Uh, I would love to bike that because I actually do hate driving. I think driving's terrible. But uh, the elevation difference between my apartment and the office is significant. So while I would be able to go downhill from uh, my apartment to work very easily, getting back would uh, would be terrible. So, yeah. Electric yeah. bike. Um, uh, that that would that would basically be the only option. Yeah, so I could find some way back up the hill. Otherwise, I would stranded in uh, in Covington with my bike. I've actually thought, like, if I got a bike, I could ride to the office. I have a little further commute than you, John. Mine is about 15 to 20 minutes with no or light traffic. That's two to the, three times as long yeah. as my commute. Yeah, that's yeah a it's a bit longer. Mine's seven. I, could... I don't know if you you caught me saying that a few minutes ago, but yes, yeah, seven, and, seven. And just to, to be clear, I did I did flip you off. Yeah, no, I, I saw, I saw that it's, I'd be, I'd be worried if you didn't, when I mentioned my commute, I'd be like, oh God, what's wrong with Mark? Does yeah. he have the coronavirus? <laughs> he's, he's all fucked up. I don't understand. I did if your I, commute if... the other day. What's that? <laughs> I did your commute. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So you like, uh, went, went, what, the wrong way? Went the wrong when way. You left and my place? So, uh, I, I went into the office. Which which way did you go? So did you turn like right out of my driveway? I did. Ah, okay. Yeah, that that's an option. I don't normally. Way. Imagine, I only go... I can imagine why you don't go that way. Yes. Yeah, like all the it's it's not a great neighborhood, and all the stop signs are really annoying. So I usually do uh, either the interstate or uh, uh, another road there that. Yeah, we'll still get me there in about seven minutes if and I get the lights right. there was one really long stoplight. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a couple that can be really irritating there. And then it's like that street that you take north is literally a stop sign every intersection. It's it's a pain in the ass. I think that one actually is about 12 minutes, which I couldn't imagine debasing myself with a 12-minute commute like that. That would be terrible. Yeah. And and Mitch, yeah. just so you know, we could uh, we don't have to stop at every brewery if you have the right bike. We can. Whoa! Just how take... dare you suggest we don't have to stop at every brewery? But we could stop at the ones we wanted to for a particular day and get okay. beer, and get beer to go and take it with us and drink it all, along the trail. Mm-hmm. I do have a, a couple different options for like a Camelback type setup. So we can literally drink on the go through a straw. Although I'm not sure I'd want to drink beer through a camelback. I would not. Pretty gross. <laughs> yep. 
Every camelback I've had has ended up growing stuff in it. So, uh, yeah. I actually have a good solution because every camelback I've had has had the same issue. And it is, uh, it's called Smart Tube. And what it is, it's an adapter. They have one that fits a standard one liter Nalgene bottle or a standard screw on for like a one liter or two liter bottle. And I buy the one liter Smart Water water bottles fill those and i use it for backpacking so i can replace instead of having a bladder that never fully dries and that ends up growing some kind of mold in it you just have a tube that you can pull out and put on different bottles so it eliminates that issue and the tube you can just rinse out with water when you get back from a trip throw it out to dry and it's good to go i was really hoping you were going to say that like every four uses of the camelback you filled it with everclear to kill whatever the hell be growing in there and then you drink two liters of everclear <laughs> exactly yeah what could go wrong with that it can only end well <laughs> so yeah years ago there were these uh these two dudes and i I have to think they were uh, trying to get away from their wives and they had these really crappy bikes and they had duct taped a little red wagon onto the back to the one of one of them and they had thrown Budweiser and ice into the wagon and they were riding up the trail and I passed them a couple of times uh, because I was making a, a loop back and forth to get my miles in. And uh, and they would just stop periodically and and pull a Budweiser out of the ice in the wagon, and they were all sitting on this, either on a on a bench or, you know, a tree stump or whatever. And they, you know, back then I was a little too serious about cycling. Today I'm like, ah, those guys were having a good time. Right? Yeah, I can think of a worse way to spend your time. Oh yeah. I'd, I'd maybe choose my beer better. I mean, not to throw shade at Mark. I know had his entire office decked out in Budweiser gear before because he's a big fan of Budweiser. Uh, posters, glasses, bar keys, the whole nine yards. But mm-hmm. uh, um, I, I'd pick different beer. But yeah, that's, that's a good way to spend he, your time. He did have a fat tire sign. So, I mean, he had some small craft beer in there as well. It, it was weird to me. Uh, to be technically accurate, he didn't put up the fat tire sign until they got acquired. Yeah, I don't think he put up any of that. I believe you all put it up for me, <laughs> and uh, the fat tire has returned to its rightful owner. It it stayed up for a very long time. It was over a month, I think. It was. It did. It I'm, a, I'm a good sport. That's true. I think you low-key liked it. <laughs> no, no. I, I, I will say I I understand, but I am disappointed in New Belgium. Understand completely. And if I owned a brewery and and it came between keeping my staff employed and selling out, I would sell out as well. But uh but no, I uh I, I'm not gonna drink their stuff anymore. Understood. Yeah, I, there's uh, there's too many uh, too many local offerings to to choose from as well. Yeah, that's definitely true. That's definitely true. Yeah, I mean, if you um, look at I, the places we hang out, uh, <laughs> even during these times, they're coming out with new beer, and uh, 
there's there's so many things. Uh, if they're open on Monday, I, so I have to to go get my allergy shots on Monday in Lexington because where I used to get them uh, has gone to virtual. <laughs> So I have to drive yeah. to Lexington. By the way, I'm supposed to pull in the parking lot at my doctor's office and call, and they will let me in at the appropriate time. So, uh, so hmm. they're certainly serious about this stuff. But, I had to take I mean, Dove to the vet not terribly long ago, and the vet has done something similar, except you never leave your car. You give them a call when you get there, and they send someone out to your car. They grab your dog, take your dog inside do whatever it is they need to do and they send bring the dog back out to your car. Well, you pay cool. over the phone, you you know read off your credit card number to them. And so you never interact with the the people there and it's a good way to keep them safe. I do know from doing some research that the virus can live for some time. I don't remember the length on dogs like fur and skin. Yeah, several hours. That is yeah, so that is one thing they do have to kind of still be concerned about. And they're still wearing gloves when they come out to to get your get and pick up and handle your dog. But that is they're doing what they can, and and I support them for it. So we we talked about new normals uh, on the last episode that uh, Chris fucked up for us, and um, you know I'm not sure that's a bad new normal if if. Um, there's always opportunities in the vet when we take uh, Pearl. And so uh, being able to to have them come out and get her and, and take her directly mm-hmm. in is probably a better uh, situation for her as well. Yep. it's uh, Dove has always been very skittish at the vet. Like she, like we go to someplace new, we had to go to a, a late night ER visit and she just knew it was a veterinarian hospital just and she just got like skittish was scared to go with a doctor without me and when we went to a normal checkup here at our usual vet like she didn't want to get out of the car and walk with uh, the vet tech and then like i just walked on like a few feet away but i kind of followed them to the door so that she would walk up to the building and then went inside, and I didn't see her for 20, 30 minutes. But when she came back out, she was bouncing around, like, watching the vet tech. And the vet tech came out, was like, oh, we, we taught a new trick. We can teach her to twirl now and, like, had treats. And Dove was enjoying it. So, like, seeing the change in the dog's spirits going in and coming out was a very reassuring feeling. Because you're like, oh, I know she doesn't like this. I hope she's okay. It's maybe, like. You wonder, is she alone, just locked in a room? And clearly that wasn't the case. They they give the dogs a ton of care, a ton of attention. And that felt that felt good when they came out and the dog was like fixated on her and and in a great mood. So you knew she was taken care of. It wasn't a beeline for the car, like get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, not at all. Not at all. So I, I kudos to I... I'm going to say kudos to Pleasant Ridge Pet Hospital. That's where we go. They're doing great things there. That's awesome. That's awesome. I know I've got a a few friends who are um, 
um, at least mildly concerned. Also, this is a great topic because uh, today is National Pet Day. If you all didn't know, it's National Pet Day today. Um, but I've got a few friends Damn who it, are man. concerned. I didn't get a I didn't get a, a present for for Pearl. Now I'm screwed. Yeah. Oh, she is going to be pissed at you, brother. You're in trouble. You're in the doghouse. Oh, 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 I okay. see what you did there. Well played. Well played. <laughs> Um, but I've, I've got a few friends who are at least, uh, mildly concerned, uh, in severity at how their dogs, uh, are going to handle things post quarantine. Um, because I've, I've got several friends now who are going on a month or more of staying at home, um, in some cases them and a significant other, both staying at home full time. Uh, and their dogs are, of course, loving it because it's like, my humans are home all the time now. And they're like, that separation anxiety is going to be righteous when we have to go back to work. They're getting way too used to everything at home all the time and playing with them and taking care of them and stuff. So uh, it'll it'll be interesting. Um, but as, as we kind of discussed on the Lost episode, that I, I don't know if, Mark, you mentioned this the last time, but that's the Lost episode that Chris fucked up, and so we, we had to lose it. Um, John, I hate, to interrupt we, you. I hate to interrupt you here, but are you referring to the Lost episode that Chris fucked up? Yeah, that would be the one Chris fucked up uh, in, in many, many ways, and so it was a lost cause. Um, yeah, that's that's the one. You're you're correct. Just making sure. Uh, but we 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 had kind of discussed though that the new normal might not. So you know, definitely might be that some of those people are are staying home much more often than they may have previously with their dogs anyway. So maybe it'll all work out. It'll be it'll be interesting to see. That's for sure. I think we should uh, should close up here and maybe uh, some night this week do another episode and talk about new uh new normals and and uh so interestingly and we'll talk about this maybe in the next episode but i just got a uh, an email as we're sitting here from a conference that's not until july that has said you know this stuff isn't going to change between now and july we're canceling until 2021 and uh wow i mean already yeah. in july wow yeah I think in the in the the signal chat, uh, the one that we all have, that's basically all of us except for for plums. Plums is not in that signal chat. Mm -hmm. um, I had mentioned last night uh, one of my favorite bands, Diet Sig, had posted on uh, their Twitter account, like, "Hey, here's our updated list of shows," um, and I think it had their Cincinnati show in. I'm trying to remember if it was August or if it was October. It was one of those two. But I was like, I don't even know if that that's going to really happen. Um, and if it does, if I'm going to want to go to that. So, um, yeah, definitely things are changing. And, and I agree. I think we can easily bang out an entire other episode because I know some of my notes from uh, the episode Chris fucked up will... Uh, kind of dovetail into that pretty nicely uh no pun intended about mitch's dog so john oh. if we were to have another episode in the next week or so we we wouldn't invite chris right uh definitely not as i said at the beginning of this episode i don't think we can feel very good about inviting chris back until 
uh, we're back in the studio where we can take all technical aspects of recording out of his hands uh, because we can't trust him. So, no, I don't think we would be inviting Chris. That one. Not sure considering, we can trust him, man. <laughs> now, this considering they're canceling items in July already, that's still three months out. It might be three months or longer before we can get back in the studio. That's true. Yeah. I, I, I yeah, think one thing. Yeah, I think realistically, guys, this um, all joking aside, I mean, I think I think May for sure we're at home. And I'm not so sure that summer all of June we're, we're not at home as well. I, I would be surprised if we are in the office at all in June. Yeah. It'd be awesome if things change dramatically by then, but I, I don't personally think it will. One thing worth noting is, uh, actually, well, two things. One is when states like Ohio and Kentucky, Kentucky that have governors and people in leadership roles that work really hard to enforce social distancing and flatten the curve, they can minimize the impact in their states. But because they say, hey, our state's like on the upswing, we're, we're starting to recover, we're doing better, we're seeing fewer, fewer cases, just because your state's doing good, the rest of the nation and the rest of the world isn't. So the states that are doing good things have to do them until everybody gets on board and this the virus has run its course. You can't say, hey, we did our part. We're going back out early. You're you're still stuck doing your part until everyone else figures this shit out. I couldn't agree. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah once Go ahead, John. No, go ahead, Mark. Go ahead, you. I was going to say, um, it seems it's so. So the Ohio governor and the Kentucky governor seem to have have found some collaboration between themselves, but uh, but we're still both states are still escalating in terms of numbers of cases and uh, deaths and 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 the. I'll be honest with you guys as as being the 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 elder statesman here. Um, I never in my life have worried about my mortality. I've probably lived uh, more recklessly than anybody uh, that they could imagine. And I've never uh, heard a story supporting this uh, line of conversation. By yeah, way. yeah, and I am. Uh, <laughs> I am I am scared shitless about where we're at and and we're not close to mm-hmm. to peaking and headed down the other side and then when you listen to to all the the smarter people than us that talk about there could be a lull and then everybody goes out and and then we have all these reinfections and and you see mm-hmm. all these people that aren't old people that are just fucking dying and, and they're dying is, quickly. I've got a good friend that I've I've come to know through the caving community that has lived in South Africa and just did a trip there back in early, like late January, early February, I believe. He was over there for like two and a half, three weeks with a group of friends. And one thing he pointed out that 
is true because it's not something I've ever worried about. He's like people in like Western culture in the U.S. more specifically forget that it's possible to get sick and die. Like, yeah, like people get cancer and stuff like that, but like Alzheimer's, but those are, oh, that's stuff that happens when you get older generally. And that's how most people in our society think. But he said, you go other places like in Africa or places in Asia, they still suffer from like viruses and other diseases just rolling through their community. And they, they realize how serious this is because they can get sick and die any day. That's something that they're aware of that we just aren't. I am 56, much older than you two. I've never in my life worried about dying. I've lived fast and loose. I've done things that are incredibly dumb. And uh, (laughs) um, never worried about dying. And every time I go get my mom food, I mean, I have I have two masks in my car. I carry gloves from from that Jenny brought me from the funeral home. And I only go to the same places that I go to on a regular basis. I don't venture out. I'm I I I, I am just uh, scared shitless, as I said earlier, about dying, considering how quick and swift some of the things I've seen are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I know we talked about this a little bit in the uh, the episode that uh, that Chris fucked up. I I've already been a germaphobe most of my life. Um, I'm that person where you know when we're normally working in the office, if we go to lunch, you know, if I'm the first person at the door at the place that we go, and I open it up and hold it for people, like I'm that guy who is then going to wash his hands prior to eating because I touched the door, and that just wigs me out. Um, but kind of to your point, Mark, I've I've done that out of, I don't want to get sick because it's annoying, right? Like it's a pain in the ass to feel sick and you got to deal with it for a week or two. And I got to go to bed early and not go and all. Um, and that was kind of how I approached this initially. Uh, but then after reading articles of people who are younger than me, who, you know, caught this and, you know, even if they didn't die, like, I mean, it was a horrible struggle pain to go through um there's there's definite real concern that like you know you get it you might not come out okay it doesn't matter what so i'm right there with you there's honestly a short list of places that i go uh the businesses that i i like supporting that are very close by they've taken care of me basically since i i started working here and and being active in this area um, that I'll, I'll make the rounds and buy food or beer or whatnot from them to kind of help them out, be supportive, save me from cooking because I don't know how to do that at all. Uh, but otherwise I am, my ass is in this apartment. <laughs> That's it. I don't, I don't venture out, uh, whatsoever outside of that zone. There's a, there is a fatal flaw with that though, John. I think it could quite literally be fatal. You said you have a small circle of places that you are supporting during this time that have supported you since you've moved to the area. But you're not the only one supporting those 
those establishments. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know plums who coworker of ours who in in the signal thread that we've mentioned before that he's not a part of we have wholesale replaced his name with the microbe emoji uh because he just if you were to ask him he would say he's doing social distancing but he doesn't have any fucking idea what social distancing actually means he's like meeting his friends and picking up lunch places and shit like that and i i say it jokingly but wholesale i would change my behavior uh when he mentions hey i gotta swing by the office and do this thing and then i'm gonna go get lunch and i'm like where are you going for lunch because i'm gonna not go place today i i don't want to do that so um yeah it's uh it's it's scary it's scary shit so yep and one thing worth noting about uh not like you say you haven't been leaving your apartment outside of visiting those places i have been but it's not to go interact or meet people it's to go i've i've started kind of exercising a little bit more taking a little bit better care of myself physically rather than going to the office and then going to the bar for the next six hours and then going home and to bed and then rinse and repeat. So I started running. I picked up this bicycle and I came across an article. It was a Dutch study that I shared in the signal chat that Plums is not a part of. And it talks about how like the general rule of thumb is to stay six feet away from people when you're moving that number rises drastically. Like when you're on a bicycle, I believe the recommended following distance was 20 to 30 meters to avoid any airborne particulates. It, it was. Like, it's, that's interesting, Mitch, because I'd read that before you posted it and, and, and I was like, wow, oh shit. And then yep. if you look at all the things going on, I'm like, I, I don't want to go hang out in groups of people, but yep. now on the little Miami trail, if I go out there, I'm going to like not be, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to distance myself way more than six feet. Yep. By, by the way, for, uh, all the, the, the plebs who might be listening, uh, 30 meters is about a hundred, uh, freedom units, AKA feet. So <laughs> Thank you for that, John. For for any of those who might be illiterate to other units of measure. Yeah, and those of us that are cyclists always like to, early in the season, get in a metric century because a metric century was a little <laughs> over, over 60 miles instead of 100 miles. But you call it a century, and if people aren't paying attention, they're like, oh, wow, cool, you got a century in. But, you you uh, badass. Yeah, yeah you badass. <laughs> Awesome. So, uh, so Mitch, uh, where can people find you online? I've got two good places people can find me. They can follow me on Instagram at Mitch.Codil. It is mainly pictures of Dove, the dog mentioned earlier in the podcast, rescued from Save the Animals Foundation. Uh, the other place is on Twitter. We have a uh, joint account of myself and a good friend, it is drunk tweets five one three for the Cincinnati area code, and we've been talking about it for about a decade now. Like we'll go out, drink, and say something we shouldn't. Just follow up with a verbal hashtag drunk tweets, 
And we finally decided 10 years later we should actually like write some of these down. I'm not going to say they're good, but they're out there. And actually, to give him a little bit of credit, after a full episode of shitting on him, and he is for sure bailed by now if he's listening, the most recent tweet was a quote from our former podcast guest, Chris. Oh, cool, cool. Now, don't you also have a Twitter account in your name? Oh, I do, but I don't use it. Oh, you've used it (laughs) once. I saw you. I did use that. I did use that last night, and it was. Oh, I'll share. I'll share that tweet right now. I I had to like the tweet just because I'm like, this is the first one. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, the first one, and I just got pissed off when I was on a group video call with a group of friends that are from an outdoor community that I'm a part of, and one person was playing music in the background and never muted their mic. And it was uh, the most inconsiderate thing that I've seen in a long time. And I got, I got frustrated and left the call early. <laughs> and I'll be honest with you. I immediately <laughs> thought you were on a call with Chris. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a thing he might do. Yep. So John, where can people find you online? Yeah, so my main website is uh, jfabhd.com. It's a one-page website, just a little blurb about me. Uh, It has links to all my other stuff around the internet, so if you want to follow me on Twitter or anything, you can find me there. Um, My other website is unusually.pink. That's for my other podcast that I do with Brandy. Uh, The main page of that is a blog where I just shit post whatever i feel like writing about and then unusually.pink forward slash podcast has our show notes for every episode that we do uh brandy and i actually recorded our first remote uh podcast episode earlier last week so um hopefully that'll be going live soon and we'll be getting back in the swing of things but that's where you can find me how about you mark where should people go to find you on the internet well, I am uh, the Craft Brew Geek everywhere on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, etc. And my usual disclaimer, John, is that I still haven't got the craftbrewgeek.com website up. However, it does redirect to uh, someplace cool. So, uh, so that's where you can find me. Awesome. Awesome. And I, uh, while you were saying that, I had to go open up the, uh, the drunk tweet. Twitter account to see what it was that Chris had said. Um, and what did he say? Strong, he has strong feelings about Kroger's simple truth line of products. Uh, the quote is, the simple truth is, it's all a lie. That's that's some deep shit right there. Good job, Chris. That's some deep shit from a guy that uh, can't be bothered to uh, know how to Google anything. <laughs> He or, was at the um, time snacking sure. on Simple Truth cashews. <laughs> ah, okay. <All> right. <laughs> That's even better. I love it. Hey, Mitch, thanks for uh, joining us tonight. And uh, I bet you're the uh, first time uh, guest for the uh, fourth time as well. Hey, thank you for having me again. I really appreciate it. Appreciate it and I am looking forward to to uh, maintaining the streak that I am on. Sounds good. <laughs> hey, John, as always, yeah. it was a treat, and uh, I'll see you next time. All right, man. Y'all take care. <laughs>